Hey, everybody, it's Bevan. Uh, welcome to Bevan, a Femme Over 40 and Her Friends podcast. I'm your host, Bevan. I've said my name three times. It's time to start the show. I'm here with my co-host, Biscuit Reynolds, who is dead asleep, so I'm not even going to pick him up and make him look at you guys. But um, I am here today to talk about Patreon. I am very passionate about this. I'm so excited to share about what this website is and how you can make money, if that feels in alignment with you. Um, I have been on Patreon for three and a half years, which is kind of wild to think. Um, but I was looking around myself for a membership-based uh, website, right? Like I had a lot of folks helping me at the time with my business, which is Fat Kid Dance Party Aerobics. It's for anyone who feels left behind by mainstream fitness. If you've ever been called too fat, too much, or felt too awkward to dance, mine is the supportive class for you. Very one of a kind. Um, and at the time, I, at the time, I really believed my business, like, was going to do more than what I now believe. Like, I think just giving it time, like being in the mix of like creating and doing the thing for I've had the businesses started five and a half years ago is when I taught my first class. So uh, I've had Patreon for more than half of that time, uh, partially because like, I was getting advice that I needed to start a membership uh for the people in the world who wanted to come take my class. And I have folks in Australia who are regulars now. Um, I have folks in Canada and Europe um, and all over the United States. And I'm just so, so grateful to connect with people all over. Um, and I wanted something that enabled and facilitated that. Like I was teaching in LA at the time and I, I wanted to be able to reach a bigger audience. Um, and I got advice to like start my own membership site and build it out on my website. But I have... <laughs> I've started multiple businesses with no capital. And I'll tell you, when you don't have capital, you, you can't spend money building out websites, right? Like even the cost of just a regular website is a lot uh, when you don't have capital. So, and capital is just like investment money that goes to creating your business, right? So um, you've probably heard of venture capital. I'm sure many of you out there know a lot about what that is. I kind of dangled my toe into, um, and actually genuinely regret using resources to create pitch decks and things like that to go get venture capital. Because I realize now, um, I listened to a really good podcast by the guy who started uh, Whole Foods. And um, he, it was um, how I built this, uh, it's an NPR podcast. We love NPR, bless up NPR. Um, and he talked about how getting investors is like getting hitchhikers in your car and they're bossy about where you go. And I think we should all be very clear about what success means to us. And for me, success is being able to speak my mind freely, right? Like part of that in success and like, I didn't want someone telling me what to do with my business, especially because this is very much a heart-led business. This is something I do. Um, I have been an artist in creating and creating events in particular, um, gosh, since I was a Girl Scout. You know, I was a Girl Scout all the way through high school, all the way through college. Um, I did Girl Scouts and was a camp counselor. So like, I know how to throw events and parties. And um, I had been like trying to figure out like, what is my thing in the world? And when I found body positivity and this idea that like you could just have a body and you didn't have to conform to what society tells you to do and you can still be worthy and valuable just as you are, that was mind blowing to me. It changed my life. And I wanted to share that with people. And so I have done many things. I've had blogs and I started, I had a podcast in the, in the aughts. <laughs> back in the day. Um, and then I was doing nightlife parties in New York. And then when I, and I was just all these ways where I wanted to just like help the world with my art and activism and help the world get better. 
um, and trying to figure that out, right? It was always my dream to be able to live off my art and activism. And I remember one month in 2013, I like had a college gig and I was able to pay all my bills from that college gig. And I was like, I did the thing the first time, right? But it takes a while to get consistent with that. And then um, I moved to LA. I had not, I was done drinking, right? Like, so like the nightlife stuff wasn't really appealing to me anymore. I kind of became a day gay. Um, and then I started taking aerobics classes and I realized, oh my God, maybe I'm audacious enough to just start a fitness career. And so I did. And, uh, but it's very one of a kind, very unique, right? But like, I finally found the thing that I think I was looking for for so long. And it's been um, such a blessing to be able to focus on this and um, pivoting to starting a Patreon to facilitate membership has hands down been the single reason why I've been able to keep these aerobics going is because of this Patreon membership. So Patreon, uh, if you're not familiar, is a membership support site, which allows folks like you to support creators like me who create work that you value. Um, and maybe folks like you to create your work so that your community fans and friends can support the work that you do, right? So it's really like, I think it's such a brilliant way of allowing creators to just do the thing. And there are all kinds of creators on Patreon. I've seen consultants on uh, consultants who like do like diversity consulting or like plant consulting, like so many kinds of consulting, right? Um, tarot readers, astrologers, psychics, artists. Um, it was started by music musicians who were on YouTube and making YouTube videos. So a lot of YouTubers have Patreons. Um, and uh, just so many different ways to utilize a Patreon uh, to enable creators to create more. Um, and I have just so appreciated it because like it's um, being in like fitness, which I just put this in quotes because like Facu Dance Party is more than just an aerobics class. It's also, I think, a healing. I'm a Reiki master. So like that's coming through. Um, it's very much intentionally an inner child healing. Um, and I think it's a way that I'm helping people find freedom in their bodies and like leverage that freedom to be themselves in the world. Like it's to me, it's not just aerobics, right? Um, but I'm able to really focus on like continuing to develop it, continuing to like choreograph and learn new things. And uh, because I have the time and space from having a, you know, a monthly, I guess, stipend or membership fees or like whatever I'm going to call what I get from Patreon, um, just having that monthly, uh, you know, support has helped me kind of figure out, okay, where am I going as an artist? What am I doing? And how am I going to move this forward? It's just, a, and honestly, like it enabled me to change my life in a radical way. Uh, before the pandemic, I moved, for those of you who don't know, I lived in LA for three and a half years. And um, I was supported by my partner while I was living there because I gave up my law career to move with her to LA. I never would have moved to LA without that. Um, but I had that support in order to start, you know, my own thing. I knew I wanted to do an entrepreneurial venture. And so I had that support. And then when we broke up, I was like scrambling to try to figure out what to do. But because I had the Patreon, I was able to be like, okay, well, I know I have this, like the amount I was making on Patreon at the time I decided to move was exactly what my rent was going to be up here. And I was like, okay, I know rent is paid because of the people who support this. Let's see what we can do. And moving up here enabled me to really downsize my life and really make things simpler and live more frugally. And I make a lot of lifestyle choices in order to live hundred percent off my Patreon and then other little gigs as they come in, which I'm so grateful for. Um, but getting to have that life flexibility has enabled me to continue to focus on my art. And a lot of people um, don't need their art to be their main gig. I think some people really thrive having like a day job and then the art just gets to exist and doesn't need to make their living and releasing that kind of 
contingency on the art is really valuable for some folks. Um, but I think a Patreon is a really beautiful way to enable you to have like that side gig for art too, right? So like part of starting a Patreon is just figuring out what you want to add value to in the world. And I think about this a lot, like what if Patreon had been available like earlier in my life, like what would have been possible, right? Like I think I could have leveraged it um, in a lot of cool ways with all the different projects I've done. I've been a very multi-passionate entrepreneur, as you can probably already tell. Um, I was like a lawyer and a nightlife promoter simultaneously in New York City. It was so such a fun wildlife. Um, and all that to say, like you have something unique to bring to the world, right? And Patreon might be a way that you can leverage that. I have learned so much, not just from running my own Patreon, but also participating in, they have this um, program called A Club, which stands for Accountability Club. And I think it's just a way that they're helping. Um, it, it's almost like it's like a mastermind or like, um, you know, mutual support system for people who like create kind of in a similar genre as you. And I joined an A Club started by my friend Kendra, who, by the way, if you're thinking of starting a thing and you don't have a logo or personal branding, I'm going to put a link to Kendra in the show notes. Um, she is a whiz at all of that stuff. She redesigned my blog. It's gorgeous. It looks like my brand, right? And so she's just, she's so good at all of that. And I think um, something that's interesting about taking things on as a Patreon is like you become the record label, right? Your fans and community are like the money, but like, instead of having white guys in suits telling you what to do, you have to tell yourself what to do, right? You have to boss yourself around and figure it out. So you're everything. Um, this summer, it's funny earlier this summer, I was like, why didn't I just go try to work at a camp this summer? Like I, like I could have just gone and it would have been so easy, uh, if I had just like gone and worked and it didn't even occur to me to like try, um, until like the middle of June. And then I realized, oh, well, actually I'm like here. And now I'm able to help a bunch of my friends get on Patreon. Like I just had like one client after another, like helping people launch, um, exactly what I've done, right? Like creating a way to make, uh, make it possible for their fans and communities to support their art. Um, and one of them uh, who I helped launch was, is actually a music creator, right? And he's someone whose music, I mean, he's a dear friend of mine, his music's in my workout video uh, series that is available on Vimeo On Demand. Um, and I love getting to partner with my friends and their amazing music. And he's making stuff that's just like really cool, like like genre free music, right? Like it's just totally wild and interesting and catchy. And, um, and he's using like a, a aminal songs is the name of the project, but it's him who's creating it, right? Rick Sorkin. Um, and it's funny because I was helping Rick launch it and like kind of creating his discord server. Uh, so discord is a separate entity from Patreon. They are not the same company, but discord is like kind of a crowdsourced um, it's genuine social media. It's like literally Discord exists. You create your own server on there and then it's your own universe. And they can kind of operate like a website where it's like just information or it's like a chat room, like very 90s AOL, if you're old enough to remember what that was like. Like if you ever dialed up to the internet, that's how Discord operates. Except instead of just like chat rooms where you're writing back and forth to each other, they also have voice channels um, like Clubhouse or you can also use video. So Discord's rad. It has this automatic plugin with Patreon um, and you can set up a Discord server that kind of goes along with your Patreon support. So people who are into your niche thing that's on Patreon then have a place to go be in community with other people who are into your niche thing. And that I think is really cool. So setting that up for my friend Rick, 
and like he's he's launching new new music for next month and he was like you know I sat down and I was doing the masters for this work and like figuring all this stuff out and like setting things up to go on the patreon he's like in three and a half hours I did what it would have taken a record company like four weeks to do and I'm like this is the this is at the information age, right? Like it's so interesting. The music industry I find very fascinating. Um, I've been studying Prince Rogers Nelson very specifically and intentionally for three years. Um, just like I mean, of course, I was a big fan of Prince's, but then I realized, you know what? There's a lot to do. Learn about Prince. Like there's a ton on YouTube, a lot of videos, a lot of interviews he's done, and he was very um, candid about how he felt about the music industry specifically. So I feel like I've really gotten a deep dive in that. I've read a lot of, over the pandemic, just read a lot of memoirs about people working in the music industry. Um, and uh, I'm close to someone who used to be in the music industry or close to a few people that are still in the music industry, but like someone specifically who left the music industry to pursue a different side hustle because the values in the music industry weren't conducive to the life he wanted to create, which I think is really interesting. Like, I think there's, there's something to like, being a young, talented person and having, uh, you know, white men in suits with big suitcases full of money come and like give you a ton of money. But then ultimately, when you get a record contract, you're creating debt with a record label. They own your output. They own the art that you create. And they're not even creating a hospitable working environment for you. Like there isn't psychological safety <laughs> in a record contract, I think, for a lot of people from the memoirs I've read. And the nasty things Tommy Matola has done specifically to one Miss Mariah Carey, um, read her autobiography or rather listen to it on Audible. It's such a good tale. And it does teach you a lot about the abuse of the record industry. But anyway, like what if these artists, instead of having like these like record companies come in and shepherd their work, which like Prince says, like they're good at creating like pop hits for a minute, but they're not good at creating a sustainable um, lifetime of work. And he talks a lot about his body of work. And I think that's one of the most beneficial things. The thing I'm proudest about and the happiest about starting a Patreon for me is my literal body of work. I've created so many great aerobics classes that I hope and I have a, a legacy plan already in place, you know, she's a lawyer, um, for someone to manage my, my stuff, like my, my body of work when I'm gone, right? Like, so that people can keep working out with me, hopefully for the next 50 years, you know, and I'm helping the planet get better because I'm helping people get free in their bodies and their minds. Um, but just think about that, right? Like I own my body of work. Uh, because I created it through Patreon because I'm funded by the people who are finding value in me and want to invest in me. And I think that's really profound. And it's very defiant of capitalism and um, in support of the age of Aquarius to simply like bet on people who you think should win, right? Like to not have to have a stake in the game in order to put money in it, right? Instead of getting venture capital, you're literally just getting like support, right? And you're creating value. And I think a lot of us don't recognize the value that we have to offer that may not even be directly your art, right? Um, one of my very favorite artists left their record label um, earlier this year and I got really excited. I was like, oh my God, what if they start a Patreon? Like, you know, I'd like, and it's like, I don't even necessarily, I mean, the music is of course meaningful to me because that's the art that they create, but I'm also like, but longevity, like how do you keep doing the thing? Because I know so many people who have gotten like burned out in the business of art right? And like, how do you maintain like the artistic spirit? Like, I think those are things that people can teach. Um, and uh, we all kind of have like multifaceted creations. Um, something that I created because I'm a Patreon supported artist. And I was just like, well, I get to decide what my time 
uh, uses. And this is really a fun idea that I have. So I create, I've always wanted to create an Oracle deck. Oracle decks are like decks of cards that have sacred information from your guides, right? That you pull. I've always wanted to create an Oracle deck. And I kept seeing banana slugs in the forest when I would be listening to songs that were meaningful to me. And I'm like, I think it's like the, the goddess is speaking like with these lyrics. And I'm like, why don't I just record the banana slugs when I see them? And then I'll post it up. So now I've created an Instagram. I can't believe I did this, but it's fun. And there's 300 now. Um, so it's an Instagram. It's called banana slug Oracle. And literally like you just, the, the idea and how I describe it in, um, the profile description is you just scroll till you find a banana slug that like resonates with you. You can either look at them or just like randomly pick. And then the song lyrics are your guidance. Um, I think there's something about like having my moon and Scorpio and like my Venus and Scorpio, like just the way that I like love feelings and music and lyrics and all of that kind of stuff that like really feeds into this. But there are other people out there who also get really into those lyrics and the meaningfulness in it. Um, but like, just studying these banana slugs through the forest and just like gathering it, just choosing to spend my time on this like art project that like maybe doesn't have anything to do with aerobics, but it certainly like feels like adding some joy to the world and something funny um, to have out there. But um, I've learned a lot of things from doing that art project, right? Just having this like little side thing. Um, I've learned thing number one, body diversity is just a human mandate. Every single body is different. If you look at every single banana slug, they are different. It's wild um, how different they all are. Like you, we get, I think, raised in um, colonialism, believing that like the natural world is just like, we just categorize it and it's, it's a banana slug and they're all like this. It's not true. They're all different. And just like every human body is different too. And I think a lot of my shame, depression, self-loathing about my body in my early years was because I believed I needed to fit into a neat category. And the fact is one size fits Bevan. There's just one Bevan in the whole wide world. <laughs> that is me, right? I am the this Bevan and this is who I am. This is my body, right? My body is also changing every, every minute. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just constantly changing and evolving. And it's like this weird idea that we get being raised in these cultures, like these colonial cultures about like, this is the way things are and have to be. And I think getting to be free from like, you know, a lot of those rigid structures has really given me um, license to truly get to know myself and to root into my value. Um, another big thing that I learned from uh, studying prints intentionally uh, was just uh, the value of a body of work and really focusing on like, what's it going to look like over time? Um, so I would say if you're starting your, your Patreon, um, I, I put notes, but I'm also speaking from the heart, right? So like, we're trying, we're trying for a little structure here. So if you're starting a Patreon, just really think about like, what would light you up to create, right? Because this is the thing, like you're going to show up. I got great advice at the beginning of my aerobics career is like schedule your classes when you will show up because you're the one that has to show up to every class, right? Um, there are many Patreons that I support who like, I never even go on the feed, you know what I mean? Like, but I just want them to win in life and I, and I want to support them. And so like, right. Like, so just remember, it's not about the amount of interaction. It's the amount of art and how you want to show up and what, what delights you to create, what will delight you to continue to create. I would also highly suggest like 
when you're pricing out your tiers. Um, so one thing, Kendra uh, is like a branding wizard, but she was also the captain of our A club and she's a Virgo and she's a really good Virgo. And so she um, like really went through a lot of the resources that Patreon has. Patreon is an amazing blog that's full of like how to get started on Patreon type stuff. So I would highly suggest you read through all of those things. I did not, I didn't even realize about the blog till I started my Patreon, but what are you gonna do? Um, but she, she kind of gave me like best practices. And so now I can share them with you. Um, so $7 is like the bottom price you want to do. Like I started with $2 and $5 tiers. And I would suggest you start with seven, seven is the new $2 tier. Um, it's the number that most people will hang on for, um, for the longest period of time without turning over, if that makes sense. So, um, for your $7 tier, that might be your thank you for existing tier. Like if you're making work on another platform that's free, this might be that tier, right? Um, I make a lot of my content available for my $7 tier. I kind of see it as my like live creation tier. Like if you can show up when I'm showing up, then you can be here for that, right? Um, so like all of my Zoom aerobics classes are included in that $7 tier. Um, I have helped other people like that's just their basic content tier. You get access to the discord, you get access to the basic content, and then that's, that's what's happening. Right. Um, I would suggest then like, you don't have to start out with a middle tier. Um, and I say middle tier, meaning like I do like a $7 tier somewhere in the teens and then somewhere in the twenties. Um, and that like middle tier, like kind of depends on who you are and what you want to offer. Um, mine is kind of like, just like a sliding scale middle tier, like, no extra value at this tier. It's just, you want this to exist. Um, actually it's an accessibility tier. Like I'm always trying to add accessibility to my classes. And so the more resources I have, the more accessibility I can add. Um, and the $25 tier for my work is the on-demand tier. So that's where you get access to party with me on your schedule. So, right. So if you're willing to come on my schedule, that's a $7 tier, uh, for my live Zoom aerobics classes, right. And like other things that I do. Um, and then $25 is like the recordings. So you get recordings of my aerobics classes, which I film every week in the woods. I don't film my Zoom classes. I like those to just be live and exist live in that time. Um, and I don't love the Zoom recording for my aerobics. So um, I prefer what I can do in the woods. Um, and for the $25 tier, it's on demand, right? And I've been doing self-care parties and like the more, the longer I have a Patreon, the more valuable it becomes because again, it's a body of work. Um, so that's what I do for the $25 tier. I would suggest, I kind of suggest for a lot of my clients, like this is your like value add tier. This is like where maybe you're teaching a class. Like my friend Rick is like a savant at like music and weird instruments that you want to learn about that are like esoteric old technologies. Um, and so I was like, that's your class. Like you're going to teach about these old technologies that you utilize to make your unique sounds. Um, and it's so funny because like uh, when working with, people like whenever I'm working with a client like I'm gonna get the ideas for the working with them while I'm walking around in the woods it's like it's like I have to like get into my and I do this every day as part of my art practice which is again supported by my lifestyle with Patreon is like making space to just create and just have that time um if I had known how good sunset walks were gonna be for my brain <laughs> and my spirit uh earlier in life I would have started this practice a long time ago um but I've been doing it consistently since like November, 2019. So it's been really good for me. And that's where I come up with these great ideas. And I was just like, oh, this is amazing. Like, let's do this. Right. So just like thinking about that, uh, ways in which you can kind of like leverage your knowledge to teach. 
And, um, and for me, like having that, the distinction between live and on-demand, like kind of made sense. Um, I've seen people do well at the higher tiers, uh, by prepaying for services. So like, uh, my friend Chrissy, we, um, I interviewed her a couple episodes back on the podcast. Um, uh, Chrissy Tolley's, uh, uh, higher tier, her $25 tier is prepaying for a psychic session with her. So in many ways, it's like changing how she's making money, but it's, um, keeping it more regular. And so like, there is value to knowing that you can count on money versus like needing to fill up clients. Right. Um, one of the consultants that I saw that is, uh, Patreon supported has like that as a tier is like a consulting tier. Um, other folks who like, um, are more and more like, I don't know, like there's something cool about Patreon as like a parasocial relationship with your true fans. Cause like somebody who's paying money for your Patreon is your true fan, is someone who really wants to see you win. Um, sure, sometimes you're probably going to get haters who slide in there too, because haters going to hate. And But haters are also the true fans. I learned that from Cardi B. Um, so like, you know, maybe they're there. Uh, maybe you can't fully trust them. But like, also like, it's kind of amazing to have your true fans have some access to you in a parasocial way. And parasocial relationships are something I'm learning a lot about talking a lot to my therapist about like how do we do this where like we have good boundaries with how we share information about our lives but also leverage autobiographical healing which I think is a calling of mine um is to share my story it, it's always been a calling of mine is to like I was healed by other people sharing their stories with me how can I leverage my story and the pain that I've walked through and put a purpose to my pain and share that with other people and I know that like um, it's funny, Patreon did a census of their creators to find out more. I mean, Patreon really does care. They really care about their creators and they nurture their creators. They are not in it for the bottom line. I think they are really in it for artists winning. Um, and everyone wins like on Patreon because they make money off of the money I make off, right? So like um, they, so they did a whole census where they went through and asked us questions and they asked us, one of the questions was like, how long are you going to be on Patreon? And I was like, nine plus years, the, forever. As long as you'll have me, I'm here. I don't have to deal with, um, credit card processing. I don't have to deal with changing currency issues. I don't have to change with like cookies. Like I don't really understand what cookies mean on a website. You know what I mean? I know that like when the nag had to be put in because of the law, um, a good friend of mine was like, you have to put on this nag. Let me do this for you on your Squarespace. And I was like, thank you. Um, so all that to say, like it really outsources most of the hassle of the business of art um, and allows you to kind of just focus on making the art. So I'm like, for sure, Patreon nine plus years. But if Instagram even bothered to do a census of creators, my goal is to get off Instagram as soon as possible, honestly, like to have someone else manage um, posting stuff up there. I currently sort of like on Instagram am creating parasocial relationships with people, right? I love my Instagram stories. I love getting to have like a daily diary and I'm trying to move it over more and more to my Discord server for many reasons, including like, I just don't want to support Mark Zuckerberger. And like, I don't like what Zuckerberger has been doing with selling data. I don't like what happened with the Russians in the 2016 election. Like, I think that like irreversibly changed the course of history because of their bad values and bad character at the meta first. I hate that they changed their name to meta. I think it's gross. Like, and, and I think billionaires are gross. I think the idea of hoarding that much wealth, because again, you need only about like seven figures, eight figures, like whatever, like $50 million is the threshold of like what you really could use and live a luxurious lifestyle on earth, right? Then it's like mega yachts and like all this other stuff. Like why? You know what I mean? Like if you were Jeffrey Bezos and you had everyone's wish list and address, wouldn't you want to be Santa Claus? You know what I mean? Like send, send some of the money back. Anyway, whatever. It's a tangent about billionaires. Um, all that to say, 
I want to be a river, not a reservoir. And I don't really want to support those billionaires as much as I possibly can. So I am getting more and more intentional with my money, getting more and more intentional about how I live and trying very hard not to use Amazon. Um, very hard to get off Facebook and Instagram. But here's the rub, right? Where are my customers? Where am I going to find my new customers, right? And so part of being a Patreon supported artist is doing all of your own communications work. Um, something that I find really fascinating about art and the business of art and trying to figure this out, right? Is that not only do I need to be great at the thing I'm great at, which is my aerobics, right? And I'm only great because I've been able to practice, right? Like, I don't think I started out as I'm not perfect. And the whole part, the whole point of my brand, the first rule of Faggot Dance Party is there's no wrong way to do it, right? You're just showing up and moving. So that's the the grace with standards that I give myself, show up and move, right? But I want to keep getting better and I want to be the greatest at what I do, which is Faggot Dance Party. It's one of one, right? But I want to keep getting better at that. That's the thing that matters to me to be great at. And then I feel like there's part of the work of it, which is administration and communications. And like, I would, I can't wait to be able to support a team to help me do that and to be better at that. And like, in the meantime, I am like pretty good at parasocial relationships online. And like right now, Instagram's the home for it, but like trying to figure out like how to blog more and how to do more. That's like creative in a way that's not owned by an entity. And in fact is owned by me because I own my website. So this is like a continued work in progress, but I will say this is another big piece of Patreon advice, which is as soon as you start your Patreon, you have to promote your Patreon. Um, I made it a rule for myself when I started this podcast. Part of starting this podcast was because I was starting my Patreon. And so I was like, I'm never going to do a podcast episode without mentioning and supporting my Patreon page because that's why I can do this podcast is because of that support, right? So just remembering that like that's part of the deal is you're going to have to tell people about it. I help someone launch a Patreon and much of the work of me helping someone launch a Patreon is like sometimes hands-on, like I let it, my, my tarot reader, Bethany, it was her birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, Bethany. I love you. Um, I like sat down and I just was like, she wanted, she, she wanted to start a Patreon. And I was like, here's what we'll do. We'll set up a zoom and I will do the typing and I will make it work and I will make it go because like, I don't have the emotional blocks to, to putting your creativity out there. Right. Like, I think we so often have the blocks to putting ourselves out there. And a lot of my work is like helping people start these Patreons. It's also being emotional support. It's like a doula process. It's birthing a thing into the world where like, it's that scary thing where, um, are people going to support me? Like, are they going to come? How do I get them to come? Right. How do I talk about this? Right. Like, this is all part of the process. It's like, you got to make like a work plan and make it workable. I would suggest starting with like only two or three tiers. Like I made the mistake of, again, I didn't do any research before I started it. I just had supported enough Patreons for long enough that I was like, I think I got this. Um, I started with too many projects. It was too much and I couldn't do it. And then I felt like shame spiral, right? Around not being able to do all the things I thought I could do um, and having to humble myself and realize, oh, okay, I just not got to keep changing it. Um, Patreon suggests reviewing your tiers every six months, which I think is really good. And because of that, because of like continually and regularly reviewing my tiers, I'm able to be like, okay, but what, but what really makes sense for me and my, um, my community, right? Um, but I just have to say like, allow your community to support you. There's a community that wants to form around the work that you're making. And, um, and I really would highly suggest doing a discord. Um, it's very plug and play. Like it's not that hard to set that up. Um, but like doing the work and allowing the community to form, I think is really beautiful. And, um, I would highly suggest after you listen to this episode, listen to my episode with Chrissy 
couple episodes back, I think it was 135, um, where we talk about her community, her reality TV psychic community, the community that formed around her project of like unpacking at this time, it's the bachelorette, but who knows like what other reality TV she'll be unpacking. But like, um, and now she's saying we're all reality TV psychics in this weird community. And it is very weird. It's like a metaphysical community with a side of reality TV and it is so much fun. And anyway, trust your micro niche audiences to want to support you and to come around you. It's very age of Aquarius. The age of Aquarius is about um, beloved communities coming together to level up the energy of the planet. And nothing lights me up like getting excited about some weird niche art I love. You know what I mean? Like, I just think that it's so beautiful to get to have um, spaces where you can gush about stuff that people, other people don't really get, right? And we've, we've all been there. Um, my mom rolls her eyes on a lot of stuff I love. Um, and you know what? I don't do that to her because I'm supportive. <laughs> I'm just kidding. My mom's great. Um, she's actually one of my greatest supporters like in life. And so I appreciate her cheerleading me on, even though she doesn't really understand what I do. Um, okay, I'm checking my notes to make sure I didn't forget anything because I did think of stuff. Um, to help you because I really like I'm here to support the age of Aquarius I want you to go out there and create your micro niche community I want you to go out there and create your weird art or like whatever's on your heart to create it doesn't have to be art it can also be activism there's a lot of activists out there who literally just get a patreon because people appreciate the work that they do or the the things they write or the classes they teach or whatever right so like just trust um, if you feel the inkling like I think this patreon thing is for me and probably you're listening to this podcast still either because you like me enough to hang out with me and here's my next piece of advice or um you're hanging out because you really want to do this patreon thing so part of why why and how i support myself as a patreon creator and like figuring out how do i do this life was i knew i needed to be continuing to grow myself because there are a ton of people out there who teach fitness classes there's only one bevan and i can become a continually better bevan through personal growth and development um, I had a coach in 2019 tell me I needed to work on my communication and my leadership skills. And I have since read like over 50 books on those topics. I continue to improve myself every day intentionally because I want to be the kind of person that people want to invest an hour of their fitness time. Like, right. Like you don't get that time back. If you go to an aerobics class with someone who sucks, like you spend an hour with someone who sucks. I want to be that aerobics teacher that you're going to spend time with. And you know, I'm going to make you feel better about yourself. You're going to feel better about your body. You're going to feel good. And also low key. I think the Reiki is pretty great for helping you vibe up and create balance um, and healing in your life. You know, that's a lot of promises. And yet I think I'm worth it. And I think that I'm doing it. And I think that I'm only getting better. Right. So like, I'm never going to be perfect. I grieve not being perfect every day. I grieve not pleasing everyone every day. But you know what? Like when you're trying to please everyone, you're pleasing no one. So focus on your true fans who are the ones who are there on your Patreon. That's really who I'm creating for. Like I made a big pivot in my spirit and my life in 2019 because kind of my whole life fell apart. You can listen to the beginning of the podcast. You can hear all about it. Um, but like this pivot in my life was just a focus on the 111 people who like all my Instagram posts. I do not care about the algorithm. The algorithm wants a blood sacrifice and I'm not going to give it to them. Like I am just here to do my work, to add value to the world. How can I add value to these 111 people that are like my true fans, my true homies. Right. And like continue to, this is my, my communications conundrum. Like how do I like continue to expand the 111 people? I don't know kind of in God's hands, but I'm doing the best I can to just kind of continue being a better version of myself so that I can attract uh, people who I meant to serve. Cause I really feel like I'm here to serve. Uh, and I just, 
I'm here to make the world better. So get on a personal growth plan. Start thinking about people you want to study. Again, I say I study Prince, not follow him, right? Like, so I'm just studying him and I take what I like and leave the rest. Um, I wouldn't go to Prince for marriage advice, right? Like, I don't think he demonstrated that in his lifetime, but he certainly created an incredible body of work that I very much admire and appreciate and like love to consume and love to do all the Prince things. Um, so think about stuff you want to study because you want continual improvement because you want to just get better, right? I mean, maybe this is just me as a Virgo rising and a Capricorn saying, don't we all just want to get better? Um, but, you know, as you get better, life gets better. That's that's what I'm saying. I think personal growth is really great. If you don't have a personal growth plan, John C. Maxwell has a great book called The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth, I think is what it's called. The 15 Laws of Growth is what you're going to look up. John C. Maxwell, he's amazing. It's on audiobook. It's a really good book, and it'll give you a place to start with a personal growth plan. Um, okay, so study what makes sense. Um, oh, my social media strategy. This is my communication strategy. You ready? Be so good they can't take their eyes off you. It's a Steve Martin quote, and it is just the best thing you can do. There's so much out of your control about like whether like you're popular for the moment or whether like you've gotten favor amongst the favored or whoever, right? Put your head down and do the work. Just just start your Patreon. Just put your head down and do it and like trust that the people are there who want to be there and um, the favor will come when it's meant to come, right? Like, and I think focusing on that and being true to just adding value to the world has created a lot of peace for me. Um, also start with why. Simon Sinek wrote a great book called Start With Why. He also has a TED talk about Start With Why. You really wanna know why you're in this world and what you're doing, right? Like my mission in life is to help make the world safe for people to love themselves. But really I understood that as, oh, actually I'm just helping people who have self-leadership um, become free in their minds and bodies, right? And like, that's what I, like I took that, that self-love thing, that was my mission, like probably 2008-ish is like the first time I ever sat down and wrote out what is my mission and like, why am I doing this? And then it got more specific as I got more specific about the work I was doing. So I realized it took a lot of self-leadership for people to even show up to an aerobics class, let alone like understand what I'm saying and like absorb that and like live it, right? So I'm here to help just start with why, figure it out, like work on your mission statement and like get clear about why you're doing what you're doing. And it'll make the writing about what you're doing a lot easier because you know the why. Um, you want to nurture your work habit. Again, that's why I said like, start with not a lot of stuff for you to deliver on your Patreon. Um, and also keep in mind, they're going to ask you like what categories of things that you're giving in your tiers and general support is like essentially just living on donations, um, versus like having tangible things that are taxable. So just think about the distinctions of those things when you're thinking about what you're going to offer. So digital products, you know, could also be under general support. Um, so, and you also want to be present for the emotions of all of this, right? Like you're going to have, if you're a genuine artist, you're probably going to deal with imposter syndrome. I don't know any artists that don't deal with imposter syndrome. I'm sure there are people out there who are raised as like white cisgender thin men with money who like don't have imposter syndrome, but like most of us do. Most of us just like come to the world and just never feel like we belong in the rooms that we're in. Here's a good quote. You belong in every room you walk into. So just do it. Just belong there, right? Borrow the belief of the people who already who support you on Patreon or who will support you on Patreon. Borrow their belief in you as an artist, right? Worthy of support and connection. Um, and also remember that uh, sometimes it takes seven to 15 times for someone to hear about something to take action. So there are people out there who believe in you, who want to support you, who just haven't gotten around to doing it. So just keep trusting that and keep 
bringing your own belief and your own belonging into the room and do the emotional work. I have a therapist. I've had a therapist since I started my Patreon and it's all part of it. Like I just need the emotional support to keep going through. Um, okay. So to do, 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 um, also reduce price services. So part of like why my friend, my psychic friend, Chrissy's $25 here is valuable is because you get a reading with her for $150 and the street value of that reading is $175, right? So if you're going to price your stuff, like my tarot reader, um, we set her prices for on, on the street, like a la carte pricing versus what it is on the Patreon. So because you're signing up for a monthly session, you therefore get a little bit of a discount on services, but you want to really look at like what's sustainable for you because like certain things are maybe not going to be sustainable for you. It really needs to have like a Think about what it costs for you to do and be and create and serve, right? So don't, don't value yourself. Value yourself is, is, is what I'm going to say about that. Um, and then, okay. So you're always going to be mentioning it. I've already said this before, but you're going to say, I'm going to say it again. You're always going to be mentioning your Patreon because you're a Patreon supported artist. And the good news is Patreon's done a lot of work over time to be like a very well-known and reputable, um, site right cancel anytime like they have incredible customer service which i don't have to do i mean obviously i'm still in contact with my members but i don't have to do like all the customer service work around like credit card processing and all that kind of stuff which is very nice and when i need their help they're right there for me too um and they love to hear our um suggestions um i would highly suggest you get in an a club like if you start a patreon find an A-club that fits your niche that's meeting and um because like having people there who are like also doing things in the genre of which you're doing is a really helpful support system to help you get better and better. Um, I hope this helps. <laughs> that's, that's all my notes. Um, so from my heart to yours, I want you to do the thing. I want you to take the risk. I want you to go out there and give the world your gift. Um, maybe it's not right now. Maybe you're not ready yet and that's okay. Um, but just start reading the Patreon blog, start honing your gifts, start trying things, start practicing, um, and also be willing to shift and change. I think if I had started my Patreon 20 years ago, I certainly would be delivering different value then than I would be now or than I am now. Um, so allow yourself to evolve and change as an artist too. And like, trust that your community is going to either vibe along with you or not. Um, but something that I recognize as an aerobics instructor, as a healer and an artist is that sometimes my art and my healing, um, my classes are good for someone in a stage of their life, but maybe not in that next stage. But what they learned at that time with me is carrying them on. And I, I fundamentally believe that the work of the healer and energy healer specifically is to get the, that everyone has their inherent, like not their body can heal. The body knows how to heal, but we get all these blockages to that healing. And part of the work in energy healing is removing the blockages to healing. And once maybe for a while, I'm the person and then eventually it's somebody else and that's fine. It's all good, right? Like I'm here to serve who I'm here to serve. And I'm not stressed about who's not here anymore. You know, like let them go and release and move on and focus on who you're here to serve and welcoming and new people to serve. So as I figure out new communication strategies, I'll probably probably put them here on the blog. Um, if you want to reach out to me, if you want some help kind of figuring out what your gift is, um, email me fatkiddanceparty at gmail.com. We can set up a little half hour um, consultation and I can help you figure stuff out. Um, I'm really good at that. Like one of my psychic gifts, which is really, really bad for dating, but is great for doing this kind of work is being able to see people's highest selves and see into their potential. And so 
Um, there are a couple of friends of mine who I've done this work with who like didn't gather their community together. And like, I felt grief around when that was released, but I could see the community coming and wanting to come. So I might be able to help you with that. Um, but in any case, I hope that you have an amazing weekday life ahead of you. Biscuit Reynolds is up and moving around and he hopes that you put your art out there too, because the world needs more people who have come alive. Information, that, okay, we're having a recession, right? But information age businesses are actually only growing and um, the whole area of like self-improvement and like online uh, courses, like Tony Robbins just did this whole, I, I went to it. It's like, it did this whole like week long seminar about like creating information age businesses. And like, that's where the, 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 the boom is, right? Like that's where there's still a lot of money to be had. So Patreon is a leveraging point for that. So just remember, you know, people still spend money in whatever economy for the things they find value in. So figure out how you can add value, take a risk, do the thing. I love you so much. See you next week. Bye everybody. Okay. Nobody ever died of awkward. And I had more things to say on this topic after I finished this episode. So I've made some notes here it is, but honestly, I could talk about getting people set up on Patreon for hours and hours. Um, so first of all, I want to talk about, um, creating your own freedom with a Patreon page. So one thing that Prince talks a lot about in um, his reflections on being released from his record contract and creating as an artist, and this is also echoed by Shaka Khan um, in an interview she did with Prince. Um, and I forget, it must've been maybe Tavis Smiley, maybe Sinbad. It was Sinbad. <laughs> it was Sinbad. Anyway, she talked about like feeling free and being available to her true voice because she was more in control of what she was creating. Uh, and she and Prince also talked about the immense percent of what they were making from being independent versus being on a big major label. And so I think those things are forms of true wealth. Being free, uh, Prince said specifically, when a man is free, the path is open to connect to God, which I think is totally true. Because if you're trying to perform for the approval of people, you're not performing from an authentic space. Um, one thing that I really, really appreciate about Prince is that he was such a visionary and he was so tied into God that so much of his work makes even more sense today in 2022 than it did when he released it. But he trusts the muse and he trusts the work to come through him when it did. And so I think a lot of our work as artists is truly just trusting the work that wants to be birthed through us and through our creative practice. And when you have um, your own funding source, like your connection to your fans, your community, the people who find value in you, the people who are rooting for you, that is just such a purer space to be making from, right? And it's also like a great way to continue to test your market. Like as someone, I've been an entrepreneur for years. And as someone who like kind of understands this like minimum viable product um, and have really just stepped back and looked at the effect of like systemic oppression on the creation and boldness of human beings. Like I see white men in Silicon Valley just kind of trusting, uh, failing forward and continue. I mean, they'll lose millions of dollars of other people's money, right? In these venture capital deals and just fail forward and keep trying, right? But there's a persistence that we lack when we've been beat down our whole lives because of things about who we are that are totally out of our control, right? Like race, class, gender, sexuality, um, age, all those things, right? So 
when you are tied into your own community, you're seeing what you can actually do to add value and serve your community. So I want to encourage you to just really get out of the box of like how you can add value, maybe in addition to your creative work and thinking about weaving those into your Patreons. Um, and it's, um, and Prince said this too, and I just loved it so much as we gauge success by what we feel in our hearts, right? It's so important to define what sex, success means to you um, and to really get tied into that and focus on that as your arbiter. Um, I also think like really trusting and focusing on your sacred gifts, um, the gifts that are given to you, the talents that you have versus hustle and like trying to exploit them for money right? It's, it's a tender balance of trying to figure out like how you're going to keep presenting your work to the world. But I've been thinking a lot about like the kind of a, the release of record labels as necessary in the creation of art and music and how much an artist can really flourish by simply being uh, supported by their community and their fans um, and how different that is from like a young artist being handed like millions of dollars, which is essentially debt to the record label, but given millions of dollars with no guidance and in an industry that doesn't foster psychological safety or creativity. Um, and some artists are lucky enough to have people guiding them in their lives that help them not make bad decisions with money. Um, but I watched, um, oh, I couldn't recommend the Andy Warhol documentary on Netflix enough. It's so, so good. And um, specifically the Jean-Michel Basquiat uh, relationship with Warhol and just thinking about like these young artists who get fame and money and then kind of burn themselves out and then die of drug overdoses, right? Like when you don't have access to that level of capital and your capital is just enough to like keep the, the work going, keep food on the table, right? Like I'll say this, like the law of sacrifice is part of the creation of great vision. Um, I've read the book Visioneering um, again and again. It's something I turn to in a moment of like self-disclosure. This is my podcast. It's all self-disclosure. But um, when I'm feeling my most suicidal, it's because I'm focusing on results in my life um, and, and or lack of results, right? Um, and so I've been creating for a really long time and not, not getting a level of results I think I quote should, right? Um, and in many ways, like it just drives me to despair. So the book Visioneering really helps me a lot because it reminds me that the results aren't in my hand, right? Especially because of the level of integrity that I want to be creating my work with. And so um, that book talks about the law of sacrifice and how there's a period of time that you might be asked to release worldly things, right? I'll say this, like I haven't had a Starbucks in three years. Um, I haven't had takeout except when someone else has bought it for me in three years. Like <laughs> it's been a real choice that I've, I've a lifestyle choice, right? To leverage, um, to live so much frugal, so much more frugally than like my peers, right? But it also has released me of needing to take on other people's responsibilities. And so my focus is the responsibility to the community that I serve through Fat Kid Dance Party Aerobics and then my, my individual one-on-one -on -one clients. Um, and that has freed me so much because I realized I was allowing, when I was a lawyer, I was allowing other people to um, hijack my nervous system because I did real estate law and real estate is a very high stress. All, all law is stressful, but real estate is time sensitive, stressful, right? So like there's always problems to be solved. And my, my physical body, I developed a chronic illness. I developed IBS as a lawyer. So I gave up the, I gave up actually having a fully healthy body to this chronic illness because I was a lawyer for so long. Right. So like really getting to be in charge of my life and getting to be in charge of my nervous system and my healing is one of the greatest benefits from my Patreon. 
Um, I am so grateful to the community I get to serve. Um, and I want to also just talk about like the revolving door of the people who are in your community. It is totally normal. Like this is why I suggested connecting to the Patreon blog. It is so normal for people to vibe in and out of a Patreon community. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean anything about your work. It just means about that person, right? Rejection is not a comment on you. It's a comment on other people and, and what they need at the time. Um, and so just allow the revolving door. Don't make it about you, but also notice like what people are really responding to and interacting with um, and try to focus on that. Um, I also want you to trust your legacy and trust starting somewhere, right? Like I've seen so many people start a Patreon and then do nothing with it or just kind of get caught up in a shame spiral because they weren't delivering their benefits well enough. I say this, um, I have screwed up on my Patreon so many times, like I, literally this week, I didn't push publish. I did all the things I needed to, to like put my on-demand membership. I, I refresh it weekly and I do a new class every week and I did everything except publish it. So, um, but you know what? Like people have grace with me. Um, I have sometimes published like the wrong link to a video or like gotten the links wrong and someone reaches out to me and I just always say, look, I try to be so great with aerobics and I'm only mediocre at administrative um, type things. And so just trust, you know, your mediocrity, there is grace for that. So, um, and people want you to keep creating. And frankly, I want you to keep creating because I know there's a special gift that only you have that you're birthing into the world. Um, and be honest with people and trust the grace. And sometimes like if you're having a mental health spiral and you can't do stuff that month, just be honest with people. A lot of people have grace for that because a lot of other people experience mental health spirals too. Um, and okay. And then this is another good quote from uh, Prince that I wanted to end this on. Um, if you ask any artist, the music is a success upon creating it. And I just want you to really land that for yourself. Like you can know and you can trust, like this is great. One of my greatest learnings from 2021, it took me a while to figure out like, what was my big learning this year that felt like a nothing year, right? Um, and it was really that I could peak and that I had peaked and I continue to peak. And by peak, I mean peak performance. Like I taught my best aerobics class. I remember the day that I realized this is my best aerobics class yet. And I had filmed it in the forest. Um, and then it happened again the next week. And I noticed like, oh, the more I'm in flow state and the more I'm working on this, the more I continue to develop this, you know, I've been doing these aerobics, teaching them actively for five and a half years. Um, I conceived of the idea, by the way, for nine months before I even started. So here's an idea, like you're conceiving of an idea, allow it to gestate and then birth it, right? Just put it out there. It was nowhere near as good as it is now when I started it, but I had to start somewhere. And now that I've really, and I don't peak every time I teach my class, although I frequently peak. Uh, because I live a very simple life that allows me to focus on being the best artist that I can possibly be. So I love doing this podcast. And the reason why I can do this podcast is because of my Patreon supporters. And the reason why I can do my aerobics is because of my Patreon supporters. So I appreciate all of you out there who have ever been a supporter of mine or continue to be a supporter of mine. Um, and I'm also doing a companion piece to this because, again, I could talk about this for hours and hours about the emotional aspects of asking for help, because that's really what this is. It's essentially living on a crowdfund and utilizing a crowdfund to continue to fund your art. So I post I'm posting that simultaneously on my Patreon feed, patreon.com slash FKDP. It's one of my Patreon pep talks. And so it's a pep talk called asking for help. And I'll put a link to it in the show notes, along with other stuff that I've mentioned. I'm putting links to in the show notes. 
And I hope this helps. I hope this really inspires you to do the thing and risk the thing. And like, even if you only get two people in your first month, who cares? I care. I care that you put it out there. But again, you got to keep working it and communicating about it and figuring out new ways to get in front of new folks. Um, but one of my favorite ways to do that is to collaborate with other Patreon supported artists. I've done puff and paint classes and art therapy classes uh, with other people who are on Patreon. So just trust that kind of crossover work shows other people who already support artists on Patreon what you're doing. And maybe that'll be a good thing for you. So I hope this helps. Please let me know what's going on for you. Fatkiddanceparty at gmail.com is the best way to reach me. And I hope you have an amazing day. Thanks for tuning in.